deep in London's beating heart lies a wall A locked door it be if you know the call For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffins Hello everyone and welcome to the Streetcast. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, um, I feel like I feel like we don't get into current events enough on this podcast. Uh, what are what are your takes on the news lately? I'm oh, asking just, this just the general news. Yeah, well, I'm asking this because this is um, this is episode forty five, and I don't know, I don't oh, know if God. you, I don't know if you know, uh, but uh, when I hear forty five, <laughs> I think of a certain orange cheeto man in in the white house what do you think about that what do you think on the news when you when you came at it at this angle like i knew what it was going to be but like if you had asked me what like presidential number we're on i would not i wouldn't have an answer for you (laughs) i I don't i don't read the news (laughs) the news come to me uh <laughs> then i don't read it yeah um i'm i'm sure a, a a significant chunk of your news comes from me sending you dumb shit i find so <laughs> yeah so you you so you tell me uh what's going on in the news what's going on in the news oh what's what's going on in the news you heard about this we're gonna we're gonna shift to like a like a late night show format i'm just gonna do the Lemon. hey you, you heard about this uh, Mar- <laughs> uh marie kondo on Netflix, she helps to clean your clean your apartment. But I'm just saying, if Netflix wanted to to really connect with some millennials, they would have they would have hired uh, Marie Studio because they all they all live in uh, in studio of studio apartments, folks. Sounds like they should give you a late night show, huh? <laughs> that that's my trajectory. I'll uh, yeah, I'll go from 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 podcast superstar to to, to late night host. I'll have a well, terrible late well, night don't, show on. Don't forget me when you uh, make it big on NBC or whatever. <laughs> you could be well, like you know how how I get. I actually don't know if you know this. I I certainly don't watch any late night TV, but I've I've absorbed this information just through it like existing. Be like like Conan always has that guy sitting on his couch who's like the co-host. Andy, Andy, Andy like I I think they they brought Andy back for when he uh i'm i'm revealing that i know way more about this but uh andy was not there for most of his run on nbc but then was brought back for the tbs reboot oh. and i'm gonna stop talking about late night shows now well i'm just saying look what, what i was getting at was i i feel i wouldn't i wouldn't want to to relegate you to like like the couch helper i feel like we'd have to share the desk i just want to be in the band <laughs> i'll, I'll just be in the band that's sure fun. uh that sounds great um, so yeah, I, I, I just wanted to, you know, you know, we, 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 we I don't think we brand ourselves as, as a politics podcast, but we certainly get political on here and we, we look at things through a political lens. Um, I just hope that when, you know, I, I have no real grasp because like there are no good tools for, for podcast, uh, metrics really. Um, I, I, I hope that everyone understands that I'm, I'm, I do I do the orange Cheeto man joke a lot and I hope that people <laughs> know that I am doing that ironically and I am not a boring blue 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 check mark Twitter lib. Um, I, I I have a lot of faith in our in our audience to to <laughs> c- 
kind of uh, read read this on another level. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I I do too. I just you never know sometimes what 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 level uh, of irony everyone is is suffering with you on. Anyway, <laughs> this is all a big roundabout introduction to, to one of the weirdest pieces of news that I want to talk about that we've had in a while. We've we've been having some weird weird stuff happening on jk rowling's twitter um, she uh-huh. had that meltdown last week while we were recording that was fantastic and that sort of forced us to uh uh set aside the real thing that i think is important from uh from what we discovered um before that all popped off which is jk rowling is really into competitive pokemon yeah uh I I already kind of feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone talking about this. Yeah, this is weird. This is we've 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 had the joke on here before multiple times about her recommending Minecraft to people a few times. And 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 we've also in our episode discuss our our, our, our our episodes on 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 several of the books, we've pointed out that the writing often feels like old video game writing um but now i am thoroughly convinced that jk rowling is just a gamer like like capital g gamer i mean she's equally as transphobic as most gamers right I, yeah it's all coming together i mean a gamer is just about one of the worst things you can be so <laughs> so it yeah. all it all makes sense yeah jk rowling capital g gamer uh this came about because we as we do because we're we're very normal people uh, we were poking through J.K. Rowling's uh, replies, um, her like direct Twitter like replies, and we discovered that like she's had multiple long conversations and has like an online friendship with uh, a YouTuber who goes by Vinny uh, and another YouTuber. What's I don't remember the other one's name. Uh, uh, Ultra Ga- Ultra Gamer some something like that just united, just some gamer gamer stuff yeah united haze another gamer um but they are they are competitive uh pokemon streamers like 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 serious multiplayer pokemon streaming stuff i'm fairly sure i don't i don't follow either of them i'm just like vaguely aware of them because like i used to be really into serious pokemon tournament play stuff a long time ago and i just sort of like see it pop up every now and then i'm like oh yeah that was a thing um i know you have some history with this right yeah i do i i i played some some amount of of competitive pokemon uh i on the other hand i had i had never heard of these youtubers i never super got into like although i think that i did i got into competitive pokemon kind of before uh like like before i was became into like personality type right gaming content I like suppose. for me it was like first year of college right like it was like it was it was more internet forums than youtube videos mm-hmm, for me mm-hmm. uh, yeah absolutely so so i was not familiar with with these these youtubers i cannot cannot really say anything about them but it is it is surreal looking at jk rowling interacting with them on twitter um I, I couldn't quite follow the conversation because it was clearly related to a a like corresponding stream or video. Yeah, I could wow. not make this up. Wow, and it's been there like in front of our noses really this entire time. You can go back like like they've been tweeting back and forth for a while now, like on various topics. 
the thing that is the thing that makes it weird well not weird i guess like like this isn't this isn't in itself a bad thing but like the i think like the original pretense is that she followed them because her son is into pokemon and these Mm -hmm. videos and that makes sense so she's you know following like what her kid's into and stuff but the weird part about these tweets is that she drops very specific knowledge that makes me think that she herself has gotten into this um can you give me an example like like she she says that her favorite pokemon is wabafet and like that that to me only that to me only that to me suggests that, that she knows how fucked up wabafet is in the competitive scene right like 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 that was that was a big deal for a long time was was the, the way Wabafet. yeah the old mirror coat counter mm-hmm. shadow sneak whatever the fuck um i i couldn't yeah i i guess that that is the probably the most telling tweet although i will say that it is maybe vague enough like i i really i am a little bit on the fence like i can't quite tell if it really is just like parental getting involved and probably has heard they, like absorb stuff. it through the videos maybe um but there's like she like posts screenshots of her watching it yeah like 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 there's there she has posted pictures of her watching pokemon streams uh uh and like like on her giant tv and stuff like tweeting it at the at this youtuber like congratulating him and stuff and it's like like this this is honestly mind-blowing to me like like there are so many things that I could imagine, even like in this sphere that like J.K. Rowling could be not even secretly, but like into and just like never talks about. Like like I could see her being into Bioware games or something. Or she does have the politics of a Bioware game. You're <laughs> That's right. true. She doesn't have the politics of a Bioware game, but you know what I mean, like story driven stuff, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, stuff that's like like in her her wheelhouse i was not ready uh to find out that she follows competitive pokemon players which is just so specific and weird to me but like it it also like it it clearly has like manifested itself in parts of her identity elsewhere too because remember before we discovered this you were commenting how on her website she has that um the Vicente pin. Like, yes, yes, because like I website. always I always wondered about that pin. Um I even have pins like in in the same like pin series and I'm like that I mean it's very deliberately framed mm-hmm. on the website. You can go to the website and probably find it within a few clicks. It might no, even it's, it's be on the front on the page. Front. If you, yeah, it's like like cuz the 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 website front page is like a photo of her desk and mm-hmm. it's like glasses pencils uh a phone oh a, a phone open to her own twitter page uh, <laughs> and then uh and then uh this vicinity pin and this uh, like like on the one hand it's not weird pokemon's huge right like like and, oh, yeah. and video video games are huge it, it is not really news in this day and age that like a famous person likes video games and yet this is just so weirdly specific yeah yeah competitive pokemon is kind of a weird one it's kind of a high investment sort of thing to get into like i like i think i i watch uh unfortunately a lot of video game content online and (laughs) and i and, and like i i historically have liked a lot of like competitive uh game 
stuff. And oftentimes when I when I am watching or, th- or thinking about games, I kind of think about that, the entry level, right? Like mm-hmm. the entry level of, of, say, like a MOBA versus like an RTS versus like fighting games or whatever, and, and how how things are, are more or less spectator friendly. Um, right. And and Pokemon, to me, seems like a high and high entry level investment sort of thing. Like it seems like like just in in knowledge that you have to have to follow what's going on well yeah like like unless you have like intimate knowledge and uh interest in like the characters and like the like the like the pokemon themselves it seems like a hurdle to get into because like a lot of competitive pokemon is a lot of characters swapping in and out before doing anything right like half of it half of the match is like a shell game more or less and i can't imagine that being fun to watch for anyone who is not like invested in it already um uh it's just such a yeah like you say it's such a high barrier to entry i think uh yeah uh, and and i guess and i guess like that is kind of i'm at least partially still on the fence like i can't quite tell based on her engagement like how no excuse me uh how invested uh she really is versus like the kind of parental interest investment uh that that the parents will have um yeah here's the thing though this is not a small child uh her son is like 18 or 17 i think like like not this is not if if i if i'm if i'm i'm gonna double check here i want to make sure uh to be to be fair i did make my mom watch death note with me when i was about that age okay <laughs> yeah i yeah yeah i watched that foot with my parents when i was like 15 16 i guess that that um yeah so i guess i guess a bit younger when when death note was big but okay i'm sorry uh... i just i just typed in jk rowling so i could uh google jk rowling's son um and it auto like auto filled to jk rowling fixes racism uh oh, that's so great <laughs> so i'm very curious what 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 that's about but okay so there's some Okay, he was born in 2003, so he's like 16. Okay, so so okay, so I'm I I was overshooting it a little bit there. So this this could be this is this is prime. Make your mom watch Death Note with you, age. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. This is yeah. Hey, mom, watch me. Watch watch the YouTubers I like. Fair enough. Okay. Still, nevertheless, this is this is just such a delightfully weird window into her life. I guess like. Like the just the idea of J.K. Rowling being into like the culture around Pokemon is very funny to me. Like, has she seen the video of the guy getting the shiny ponyta? Like, I hope like, so. That's a delightful video. Has she seen uh uh fucking I don't know. There's just so much. Does she watch the anime? Yeah. Like, is she is she booting up her 3ds and like tuning into one of those um streams that is a bot that distributes shiny pokemon oh. on, the, on the like mystery trade thing and yeah. to, like, to like get those i used to do that <laughs> fuck i forgot about those god yeah like yeah this is this is fascinating to me i mean i mean not not trying to belittle jk rowling for being into pokemon there are plenty of other things legitimately worth belittling her for like being a fucking turf um but I, this just tickles me like this is just such a weird detail about about her life i could never have 
predicted you know yeah like it's, if, a, it's such an oddity yeah yeah if you handed me a list of, of things or, or handed me a blank list and said here like like i want you to predict what you will learn about jk rowling in the next year i would not have put uh watches pokemon youtube you know like yeah not, not really not really something i would have thought of so that's that's that that i i i just we we couldn't talk about this last week because literally while we were researching this she started having the fucking meltdown about uh about income inequality being pointed out yeah and and she did kind of continue she she shared uh, i just like do want to mention it for one moment just because the picture is so funny to me um and it's that just garbage absolute garbage article from the spectator um and it's like it's basically like horseshoe theory the article but the picture the picture is it's like a series of six photos of uh corbin morphing into donald trump and it's extremely fucking funny (laughs) also the other thing speaking of the spectator just before we move on to the last piece of news i i do have to shout out spectator garbage publication um big fan of them running for the third year in a row their jk rowling defense article with the same fucking illustration that they've used each time well yeah that that awful watercolor painting of her um that makes her look like the thing from the fantastic four really good shit (laughs) uh it's like three articles like two of them are by the same author this new this year's was by a, a ringer they had to bring in i guess but yeah it's 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 like a series of of garbage articles that are all the same thing in different words with like similar headlines it's so funny let me let me pull up the head i know like the first two were like trying to be like harry potter title okay jk rowling and the curse of the left that's from april 2017 jk rowling (laughs) and the darkness on the left 24th september Mm. 2018 then this year they kind of brought it in early you know september to january not long i guess they they really felt like like getting getting another one out there what is it about jk rowling that brings out the worst in the far left after her twitter meltdown i feel like her sharing this spectator article was like kind of the cherry on top like it it feels like such a like we were kind of talking about last week like the the veil has has you know has been lifted and Mm -hmm. she's now sharing spectator articles so uh (laughs) but she hasn't tweeted since then Uh, no she has not she really because you know she was she was posting through it and then just like gone so i so i don't know if her uh it's a very weird time stepped in and was like stop 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 it has to be that right because uh like the brexit voting is going on right now and yeah, has been well, going on like where yeah, is that, she that um i mean that's been in the news so i was i was shocked to to not see kind of a corresponding tweet uh, i guess she has not uh exited her writing room to survey the dumbassery occurring <laughs> or she was too busy getting ready for the release of crimes of grindelwald on blu-ray which How'd you like that transition? I liked it. Um, It winded me. (laughs) We'll come with deleted scenes and an extended cut. I'm so fucking excited. Uh, The movie was two hours, two and a half hours. Uh, Actually, no, it wasn't. It was, no, it was actually 
mercifully short. It just felt like it was super long. I think it was like two hours and ten or something like that. I, you know, I, I have two minds about this because on the one hand, this is a horrible movie and no, no. Nothing's going to fix it. Nothing is going to fix the movie. The movie is like fundamentally rotten. Uh, I am, I am, I do have just kind of a morbid curiosity. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I feel like important things and I, when I say important, I don't want to be like plot fixing things, but some things in the movie just like fundamentally didn't make sense in mm-hmm. a in a movie that that is you know was made by people who have made movies before, right? That I'm like yeah. something huge must have been cut to yes to make this happen. I like I'm specifically thinking of like the Credence Nagini stuff. Like I feel like there must be a scene of them talking. <laughs> at all maybe ever? <laughs> like, who are these characters if there's that there's like um the assistant that just disappears after her uh, first scene the nicholas flamel stuff just kind of came out of left field i feel like there must have been something else there that made yeah. him being there matter that had to have been cut mm-hmm. i don't know we'll see uh but my of two minds about this is that while i have this curiosity i also I uh, don't want to sit through this movie again. No, I, I, I think here's my proposal. Um, uh, and, and, and I, I welcome input on this. I think what we should probably do is like, ugh, buy the Blu-ray or, you know, acquire the, acquire the extended cut. And I'm sure someone will compile a list of the new scenes and we can just watch them. And then like, maybe do like a separate episode about like Grindelwald updates or something um for them to call it an extended cut makes me think it must be significant like like a decent amount right and this is w and like like who knows if this has any bearing on this at all but like just for precedence sake this is w and i have heard that the director's cut extended cut of the shitty batman versus superman movie was like pretty extensive really so we we could be in for a fairly thorough re-editing or 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 something maybe or it could just be like the the harry potter movies that have like three scenes that got cut who knows but i'm i feel like for the movie that felt like this held together with wire and string there's got to be so much stuff that was just left on the ground yeah i was going to say like the harry potter movies we've watched so far i've i've felt like they cut a lot of stuff that they shouldn't although we have not made it to any of the david yates harry potter films right so it doesn't really doesn't really mean much no so yeah so i i, I guess i'm excited quote unquote for for this 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 to come out it's coming out soon it's like february 15th or 12th or something so not long yeah i I have i have questions about this movie still uh that and i and i like to have questions answered and i hope that this will provide some answers for me although i do not expect to be satisfied or happy with with the answers (laughs) no no this is this is this is the i'm 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 i feel like i need to do this in the same way that I, I would feel the need to like go to the morgue to identify a body, you know, like like I can't not I can't not do this, but I'm not like I'm not like actually excited for this to see what I'm going to see. But I need to. I have a I have a responsibility to. Yeah, yeah it's, to, it's academic. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of academics, 
hey, we read some some Harry Potter this week. Yeah, we did. I was I was kind of worried about just doing one chapter this week, uh, but I feel like it was good that we only did one chapter because my my notes here are very long. Uh, this is another kind of one. Have, there yeah. are a lot of like separate little stuff that happens. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm very curious uh, what we'll get into uh, for chapter 28, which is called The Madness of Mr. Crouch. Uh, we're jumping right back in and Harry, Ron and Hermione have have sent a letter to Percy, uh, just like they talked to Sirius about asking uh, after Crouch saying, you know, has he been at work? Have you seen him? Then they go to see Dobby in the kitchens to give him uh, the socks that they got for him in Hogsmeade. Uh, and they are like, thank you for saving Harry's life in the second task socks. Uh, Dobby is very grateful and and very nice. Uh, but while they're there, they also see Winky, who's in pretty bad shape, and she's like super duper drunk on butterbeer and looks like she's she's filthy. She ha- hasn't been hasn't been taking care of herself and is is just just not looking good. Um, but Harry takes that opportunity to ask her about Crouch because um, he's in- investigating that now. Uh, and she gets very upset and and is kind of like her whole dialogue sequence. She's like hiccuping and is in is drunk um, and, and gets kind of kind of mad and indignant and, and still like wants to go back to Crouch. And it sounds like she has not accepted Dumbledore as her new master. Uh, but we do like kind of the important information we get from her rambling is that she is keeping some kind of kind kind of secret for the crouch family but then she passes out from from drinking and the other elves come and and cover her up uh we and we kind of find out that that she is an embarrassment among the other elves because she won't kind of accept her new her new station uh, hermione then kind of gives a little speech to the elves saying that they could be free uh, but but she kind of offends them and and ron is worried they're going to get bad food now or or that the elves won't like them and they won't be able to go down to the kitchens and and now ron and hermione are basically fighting again um goes off on his own because he doesn't want to be around them while they're fighting and sends Sirius some food and he watches hagrid out of the window that evening while Hagrid is doing like some digging, preparing for a lesson. Uh, and we also see him give Madame Maxime the cold shoulder. Uh, Hermione at breakfast the next day gets some hate mail from uh, regarding the Witch Weekly article about her. And one of the letters had, uh, I don't remember what it was, but it's basically acid in it and it burns her hands and she has to go to the hospital wing. Uh, it's care of magical creatures time. And we are introduced to Nifflers for the first time. And they are tasked with he- like having the Nifflers dig up leprechaun gold. Hermione does arrive halfway through the lesson and, and Hagrid kind of comforts her and says that he got hate mail too, after the article about his uh, being a half giant was published and, and tells her to just throw him straight in the fire and ignore it. Uh, at the end of the lesson, Hagrid tells the students that the gold that they dug up was will disappear because it's leprechaun gold. It does not it does not stick around. Uh, and Ron gets upset uh, because if we remember back to the beginning of the book at the Quidditch World Cup, Ron gave Harry back leprechaun gold uh, for the omnioculars. And and uh, Harry never told Ron that it disappeared because he didn't notice. And they kind of have a back and forth about that. Uh, it's. After this, that Hermione is is just like kind of decide. We we find out that she has resolved herself to getting revenge on Rita Skeeter, and she just goes off to do that 
off screen. Um, <laughs> Harry and Ron then receive a letter back from Percy and Percy is, is kind of mad and says, you know, nothing is wrong. I've been getting letters from Crouch this whole time. I think I would, I would know my, uh, my boss's handwriting. Please like, don't, don't listen to these rumors. Don't contact me again. Uh, it's the last week of May and in transfiguration class, I think Harry is told to meet uh, Ludo Bagman at the Quidditch pitch later on that evening, and he's going to be told about the final task. At the field, they find out it's going to be a hedge maze, and there's going to be magical obstacles in it. Uh, Victor Crumb asks Harry to talk with him privately after they, they meet with Ludo Bagman, so Harry walks with Crumb over to the edge of the Forbidden Forest, and they have a conversation where Crumb is uh, Crumb has read the, the article in which re- weekly, or at least heard the rumors that Harry and Hermione were dating, so Crumb is kind of like grumpy and mad and he asks Harry you know are you and Hermione seeing each other and Harry says no we never have and Crumb kind of cheers up and um they they kind of have a nice little conversation where Crumb compliments his flying and uh Harry likes that uh but they hear a sound behind them in the woods and it's Crouch and he doesn't look so good and it's um he he looks kind of uh, he I think he's just like his hair is all messed up and he's all dirty and uh, and he's he's basically crazy. He's he's talking to himself, and he occasionally talks to a tree as if it's Percy. Um, Harry, like he kind of talks to Harry and says that he needs to talk to Dumbledore. He's done something very stupid, and he, and he's responsible for everything. He says something mysterious about someone who we're going to find out is Voldemort, uh, and that something regarding Bertha Jorkins is his fault. Harry leaves Crumb to watch Crouch while he runs back up to the castle to find Dumbledore. Uh, he runs into Snape instead, who kind of is skeptical and, and puts him off. But Dumbledore does does kind of show up uh, out of his office and, and follows Harry down to the forest where they find Crumb, who has been uh, who was passed out from a stun stun spell and and Crouch is is gone. Uh, Dumbledore revives Crumb and. Crumb says that Crouch attacked him. Hagrid is there, and Dumbledore sends him to to go find Karkaroff and Moody. But Moody is also already there, and and Dumbledore sends Moody to go search for search for Crouch in in the woods, but he doesn't find him. Karkaroff arrives and and hears that Crumb has been attacked by Crouch, uh, and Karkaroff takes this as as a conspiracy of some sort by Dumbledore and the uh, the Ministry of Magic to make Hogwarts win the tournament. Uh, Hegra then brings Harry back up to the castle and then gives him a lecture about going off alone with Crumb uh, and gives a very weird rant about how you can't trust foreigners. And that is the end of the chapter. This is such a weird chapter. Like, like, like just listening to you, I completely forgot about the end of that, too. I forgot about the the, the don't trust Karkaroff thing. I I think he literally says don't trust foreigners. It's it's very weird. I He says the less <sighs> you lot have to do with these foreigners, the happier you'll be. You can't trust any of them. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um this this chapter is Okay, I I while you were reading this this uh this summary, I kind of had an epiphany. Uh-huh. Thinking about this vis-a-vis what we were talking about with the extended cut of fantastic beasts this <laughs> chapter feels like a collection of deleted scenes that was like should have been sprinkled throughout the whole book because it I sure like... does doesn't it I, th- I feel like last chapter might have been that too yeah 
this this book is just like a mess um but like i like pretty much every individual piece of this chapter um i think that the 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 stuff with with hermione and ron and harry talking to the house elves and hermione being preoccupied with with her uh like like activism stuff and like sort of getting in the way of the mystery stuff like we talked about this previously when the spew chapters were happening that like nothing about spew was like materially affecting what harry and ron were trying to do and i feel like this would have been such a that would have been such a better catalyst for the conflict for like why they're so dismissive of it if she had like fucked up this this lead they had or something you know like like yeah that feels like it should have been way earlier the uh and, and like and 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 the stuff with uh uh crumb and harry i really like but it's so convenient stuffed in alongside the the, the crouch reveal scene the the I'm, I'm 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 jumping all over the place here because the chapter is all over the place the uh uh stuff with haggard and hermione talking about how they're dealing with with hate mail stuff and and the rita skeeter conspiracy feels like it should have been in like the last chapter or the chapter before it's just all of these scenes do good things but they do good things in a way where i feel like these are notes that that jk had somewhere that needed to go somewhere in this book and the answer was they had to all go in this chapter before publishing time yeah it's such a shame um because like like you said i i do like all of these scenes uh a lot and it really makes me wonder why we couldn't find room for this stuff before uh because i'm i'm just like thinking back and it it just it's so this book is so bloated and so it's also strange to see all this stuff feel so rushed right here at the end why why did they not do the percy letter thing immediately after he saw crouch in snape's the office cr- the crowd the the progression of the crouch mystery is so weird i don't know why it is such an 11th hour kind of thing like like i really like the crouch stuff in this chapter i think crouch coming out of the forbidden forest and being like crazy is is really scary um i i can't believe that it was just one chapter ago that we got his like info dump backstory right like 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 us hearing about his son like because crouch uh you know he's like talking to himself and he's talking to a tree and then at one point he starts talking um about like he, like he's talking to himself and he says like oh yeah you know my wife uh is is doing x y and z and my my son just got great test scores or whatever and it feels so bizarre that we just had to hear about his backstory the chapter before and in fact i almost would rather not know and have harry find out later that his son is dead right right? like like this would be the moment where it's like oh crouch has a son and then harry goes to talk to sirius sirius is like crouch's son has been dead for 10 years like i I don't i don't understand yeah Yeah, that's super weird i didn't even think of that yeah the that we got the it's like we got the reveal before we got the tease yeah 
I mean, it was, uh, I think you were saying last week that it felt like uh, the chapter, the previous chapter was put in in editing afterward. Yes. And, and, and that is now even more baffling because all of these, like this, this just feels like, I, I, did you, did you ever take any like writing courses in, in, in high school or college or anything where they talk about like, you know, the note card method or whatever, where, where you write yeah, all sure. of the, yeah, you write all of the important scenes, um, things that, that, that are in your head that you know need to go in the story at some point on note cards so you can ar- arrange them however you like right like you 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 have all the scenes but you don't know what order things need to go in (laughs) as we know uh jk rowling's version of that was writing the epilogue and putting it in a red envelope (laughs) (laughs) yeah true fair enough but like this that's what this feels like this feels like these all of these scenes which are quite good scenes were like on note cards that didn't fit anywhere else in the story but should have right like like i this this winky scene should have gone during gone inside the spew chapter uh the the conflict between uh 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 crumb and harry should have come uh maybe while uh um the 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 cho stuff was happening as well and and ron wasn't talking to harry and he's like at risk of of maybe straining his relationship with hermione as well because they weren't doing anything at that point either like like they were just doing their normal thing um the the crouch stuff should have come before the reveal of the crouch (laughs) stuff uh all of this damn serious spoilers yeah it just feels like these these scenes were meant to go elsewhere and kind of just had to end it and like like orphaned orphaned ideas just sort of like got churned into one chapter together uh, it's very baffling to me i i'm imagining like jk rowling in i'm imagining a scene from like a romantic comedy and jk rowling is like the the plucky protagonist uh like high power writer lady in the big city for the first time and she's walking down the street with all of her like plot note cards meticulously placed in order but she slips on a banana peel and they all just like (laughs) fly off she's like i can't remember what order these go in anymore oh damn yeah yeah it's like also the niffler stuff here like which is cute and like but like the leprechaun gold conflict absolutely should have been an argument they had while they weren't while they were fighting like 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 ron just straight up saying to the camera i hate being poor like like like, i i i I actually have to go back because i'm very confused about this um leprechaun gold thing and maybe i am wrong so i'm skipping back into the quidditch world cup but i thought for sure that ron gave harry leprechaun gold to pay him back but also took leprechaun gold for himself am i making that up no i think you're right actually because he or i think it might be vague because because the description is that like the gold's like raining down from the sky or whatever and he like grabs a pile of it and puts it in harry's lap okay um but like surely he would have taken something i mean like i know i know that the real clue here is that this is what fred and george are working on right like you're supposed to be able to make the connection between this and uh and Bagman. um sure. but like this clue could have served the harry ron conflict earlier very very well and deployed that clue earlier 
So I don't know why it's here after their conflict has already been resolved. Uh, uh, and, and, and it's just a fucking mess. I, um, I, I, I seriously felt like curling up into a ball and dying reading the, (laughs) uh, the bug conversation, which is maybe the worst foreshadowing hinting stuff that she has ever put in one of these books. Uh, (laughs) like, it just like this entire not only do we know that like hermione is basically out of this book now right she's she's going off screen she's going to figure out that 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 skeeter is a is an animagus and that's that um yeah as far as uh, i know all of it hinges on this fucking pun as if as if the book hadn't already hammered home the whole like like oh they noticed a beetle i'm sure this will never come up again uh thing we had to get the bugged pun in here it's so bad (laughs) yeah i i have to say like i i mean maybe i'm just corny i i kind of like i okay i don't like the pun uh although i do kind of like this image of harry explaining surveillance to ron (laughs) yes that part's funny that part i do like the the ron Ron suddenly being because like that is a, a cute little moment of Ron taking after his dad too, like, yes. like suddenly being very interested in in Muggle technology, and I thought that was pretty cute. But just just it all hinging, like like if you haven't figured out, I feel really de- like even though I read this book first when I was like ten years old or whatever, I now feel very stupid for not picking up on the Rita Skeeter twist instantly because the amount of times they linger on like oh they saw a funny beetle hanging around while they were talking about a very important specific thing and then this are just so so fucking on the nose yeah, that, oh, I mean, with, also with hermione kids are still with, training that stuff yeah 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 but also also in this scene hermione has that trail off where she's like oh she's doing anything illegal like <laughs> it just lays it all out in this scene yeah it's it's funny because it is such a like like you can figure it out for yourself like of any mystery that exists in this book this this is the one that you know you can encyclopedia brown that Skeeter (laughs) is a bug animagus um but then hermione just leaves to go figure it out uh (laughs) which okay oh god it's like the it's like the inverse of uh you solved it it's like i'm going away i'm gonna to go solve, solve it. it i'm gonna go solve it uh yeah um and i i, I, I i'm sounding more down on this chapter than i guess i really am like i it's the structure of this chapter that i dislike i think i think there's a lot of really good stuff in here the maze reveal and the um the whole uh uh crouch scene is is like really good and creepy and like that um the conversation between um uh harry and victor crumb i really like there's some really nice little moments of characterization for harry there with him there's one line in particular i love where he said where it says you know after crumb complimented his flying he suddenly felt very tall or something Mm -hmm. like that which is a really great uh, a really great description um like them bonding over quidditch stuff is is very cool i just don't know why it has to happen on the edge of the forbidden forest right before this other scene happens i i also want to say about the crumb harry conversation that i'm really surprised that it draws so much attention to how much older crumb is than them 
Because that's like yeah. a, that's a huge part of it for Harry. Because like that's kind of the uh, the way the like narrative of their conversation plays out. Because he he starts off and um, he is feeling young because he he's he's talking to a professional quidditch player who's 18 and he's 14 and shouldn't be in the tournament so he's like i i feel young and intimidated he doesn't say intimidated but that, that's kind of like what we're supposed to get and then all of a sudden crumb is saying like are are you dating hermione and it's at that moment that harry is like crumb sees me as competition and then it turns and then and then once he reassures him then they are talking as equals and and harry has this kind of inner um, you know, he he feels tall. He he feels like you know he's he's growing up, right? And I mm-hmm. I do like that uh, as a as a like narrative choice for Harry. It is weird that it is hinging on Crumb dating someone so much younger than him. Yes, that is so weird. Like like, uh, Hermione's yeah. fourteen. Yeah, he's eighteen he's, and is and is. Sure I mean, is. he is an eight. He's 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 a senior, right? He's the senior dating the. I don't know how old for what grade fourteen year olds are in. Freshman. Yeah, I I'm not saying it's unheard of. It's a it's, it's just an odd thing of. to draw attention to. Yes. I I don't have a huge problem with it. Um, uh, in this book. Um, and I right. and I like narratively what it does for Harry's characterization in this scene. I, but I, I was think, surprised to see it be, being pointed out so explicitly. Yeah, I think it I think it scrapes by on the fact that like Crumb is just a big sweetie, right? Like that's what it's trying to trying to get by with, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, 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 okay, with the caveat that he is an eighteen year old crushing on a fourteen year old, he is a big sweetie, right? Like that, I think manages to sugarcoat it just enough but it is fucking strange especially because like you say it also hinges on pointing out how how big the age gap is mm-hmm. um but I, I i like i do like this interaction between him and harry and then crouch coming out of the woods this this i think is almost um like like the thing i would point to as like the closest evidence i have to evidence about like the nature of this chapter being strung together of like scenes that were meant to you know needed to go in the book but like had no home um and it's the 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 very confusing (laughs) time space uh relations happening where crumb or uh, uh excuse me um uh, Crouch comes out of the woods, has this uh-huh. creepy conversation. Um, then Harry runs all the way up to Dumbledore's office to get Dumbledore. They they walk back. Moody is quote unquote. Moody is there. Yeah. Um. Moody being there is a is a like he did something right like yeah i assume that moody will or crouch jr will be monologuing about it in approximately seven chapters um yeah i don't really remember what the conclusion to that would be um i i guess like it it is the justification and someone runs to get karkaroff yeah haggard does right haggard goes to get yeah I guess that like the justification that it gives is that Crouch just wants to talk to Dumbledore, right? Like he's like, I need mm-hmm. Dumbledore, get me Dumbledore right now. 
and I guess Harry yeah. is just like, okay, I have to go do that, right? Yeah, no, it's 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 just like the the the, t- the time that has passed is such a weird thing to think about in this because like I'm assuming it's not a short jaunt between Dumbledore's office and where Harry has left Crumb with like a babbling madman, right? Like it's, it's yeah, I don't have a very good sense of sense of scale or time in this scene. That's true, right? Right. That, 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 that's the part that I, I find weird about something that should be so pivotal uh, and, and important. It's sort of especially because like like before that, the mood is so thick. Um, the, the scene where Crouch is actually talking to them is really creepy and, and well done. I really like that scene. Yeah, I, I guess we'll need to break out our official JK Rowling illustrated map of the Hogwarts grounds. <laughs> it's just weird it's, i don't know it's just like like i know i guess ultimately it's not that important but it is it, for a scene that it, it's something that like i think movie editing can do really well where like okay you you can cut between two places and you can just kind of fill in the gaps like they had to go from point a to point b we don't need to see that here there's such a strange sense of like well, how long does it take him to because because he has a, he stops to have like a conversation with snape okay fair enough yeah <laughs> fair enough but like like we don't get that cut right we do follow him back and forth in you know in a in a way that draws attention to it to like you know just cutting from like i'm gonna go get dumbledore page break i'm back with dumbledore you know like, like yeah like, yeah i can see that um i i i think that the previous chapter took the wind out of the scene for me totally like i you're I like in a vacuum. I like the scene. I think it's really eerie. I think Crouch coming out of the woods and being like this is really scary. Somehow the exposition in the previous chapter just like just killed it for me, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I, I I it 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 provided all the answers before we had a question. Uh which is <laughs> just feels really silly. And, um, and I mean, like Harry and I guess Ron and Hermione's interest in Crouch was non-existent. Like, I like I know that the book went out of its way to point out that Crouch wasn't at the tournament and wasn't judge, like wasn't showing up to judge and and wasn't wasn't around. Like, we obviously got all the Percy stuff, so it does. So the book does draw your attention to it, but at no point are our main characters very like invested i guess like like it sometimes harry will be like oh crouch didn't show up to the tournament and ron's like wonder why this should be important to him or whatever right um and and i just feel like this the scene would have felt scarier and more impactful if our main characters had been at all engaged in the crouch mystery and in fact might have been like a way of of kind of prematurely revealing him in a really unexpected and scary way, but it's not unexpected when Sirius in the previous chapter went on a monologue about like, Hey, you should be suspicious of crouch. You should, you should figure that out. Like be sure to be thinking about that. It's it just, <laughs> it just completely, I, I just, there's a suspense here that is removed by the previous chapter. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it yeah it, it it's really baffling like why did it happen in that order I, and i and i can't think of any 
real good reason why you would why you would like put the sun reveal and like everything before but like before we have like a question about like, oh what the fuck's going on with mr crouch because like as far as like all we know is like oh he's missing like like that's that's not enough i don't think to like propel a mystery you know especially in a book this long just like every, there is, just plenty, every now there and is then... plenty of room to build a mystery in this goddamn yeah. book there are so tone, many pages yeah. um i i think that it's really telling I, I know last week when we were looking at doing our reading for this week i was i was flipping ahead and and i did remember like once once i once i read or like skimmed this scene i was like oh yeah i do kind of remember that um but i was curious like i i had forgotten it so much for a scene that should be so evocative and is is like pretty like atmospheric and creepy and and is a huge pivotal scene i'm like how did i forget this happened and i do uh-huh. think that i do think that the answer is that that it just it all the wind is taken out of its sails um by the previous chapter and that yeah is kind of unfortunate i think yeah it's a definitely a bummer it's yeah it's yeah it's it's such a good scene on its own um but it's it's like it's 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 just kind of tainted by the fact that like all the key information that like we would have wanted after seeing this scene was given to us before it happened and it's very and not and not in like an aha putting the pieces together way in a like wait I didn't care about this previously at all because I didn't think I needed to you know yeah that's yeah so I guess that's kind of oh actually it's not no because because there's <laughs> okay um we're kind of going in reverse order a little bit <laughs> we're going in reverse order uh, uh do you want to talk about I don't know what, what do we got the wink with the winky scene here uh, I. I- actually want to back up um and i guess like talk about something specific that isn't really a particular scene um and i want to talk about harry ron and hermione and their friendship in this book um, and a pattern that i have noticed that is happening in this book and this feels like kind of a little bit i have to i have to curse my own self um because i remember being like a little bit frustrated with the first three books um and how much Mm -hmm. we had to rehash information uh in those however i have to eat my words because in this book there are so many conflicts and things that happen that feel like a payoff to something that is unearned by Mm -hmm. the book and it is at this point um like Ron and Hermione are fighting again. And even the book takes this tone where Harry's just like rolling his eyes, not again. And it forces me as the reader to be like, why are these three people friends again? Like I, I, <laughs> I like this is a fallout and a, a conflict that has given me no reason to be emotionally invested in it. Like at this point where, where Ron and Hermione are like, we're fighting again. And Harry's like, I don't want to be around them. I, I think that I'm supposed to be sad, right? I'm like, oh, these great, these three great friends, like uh, they just can't, they just can't see to eye to eye. I hope they come together. I think their friendship is stronger than that. That is not what I read into this. I'm like, they no. need to go find other friends because I am so, <laughs> I am so sick of this. Um, and this to me, I'm going to tie it back to the, the first chapters of this book, which was the Dursleys and how, uh, it felt like the book thought it could have this payoff scene where it tortures Dudley without establishing that Dudley was bad and like 
we the, and we would feel satisfaction in him being uh, kind of getting getting his comeuppance. And this is a scene where it's like it feels like Harry, Ron, Hermione have been fighting for this entire book. And I have nothing to look back on and grasp onto to be like, oh, they were such great friends. I'm honestly just sick of them. Because, okay, you, you mentioning the Dursley chapter has activated something in my brain here. This book opens with Harry being like, fucking stupid bitch, Hermione. If I, if I told her <laughs> I was sad, she'd, she'd tell me to read a book. And Ron, he's he's basically he's just stupid, and 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 he he he'd be like, "Duh, uh, me Ron," and and is not as cool as me, Harry Potter. Like like he just like puts his friends through the ringer, like at the very beginning of this book. So like he doesn't care. So what's the deal? You know? Like yeah, I, I and how am I supposed to care? And, the, and what is frustrating and 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 we've we've just got we've we've got to admit it we we've been telling a lie to ourselves and the audience nearly every episode i do want to start fixing these books and offering uh. my my fixes here <laughs> all right all right yeah because this right. one is so fucking obvious to me the answer is harry should be sad about ron and hermione fighting because he feels alienated from both the muggle world and the wizard world and they're the only friends he has and he should be like clawing his his way into like maintaining that friendship right like like if i lose ron and hermione who the fuck do i talk to seamus finnegan like 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 yeah, fred my, and george my, like, my weird like, dog my dog uncle that lives in a cave yeah right exactly like 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 who who am i going to like get up to speed on like my life and what's been happening uh you know in my school adventures like like i have nothing left if i have if i don't have ron hermione that seems so fucking obvious to me he should be on hands and knees begging them to stop fighting like like yeah yep. he has no investment he has no investment in these relationships that like like he he really should uh give a shit about you know this this book does not earn this conflict like at all and you're right like we see like ghosts of it right like hermione blowing their their lead with winky and and you're right it's like why was that not way back in in the spew chapter giving this conflict any legs at all and then we're just seeing like the ghost of it here when i'm pretty yeah. much checked out of their their friendship 100 percent uh-huh yeah it's surreal I, I it just feels like it feels like reading a book out of order or something like like just like like i i, I know i know where these scenes are supposed to go and it's not here it's not in this order um and also the protagonist should have some level of investment in his own fucking friendships you know like there's this point when hermione is receiving the hate letters and in a vacuum i don't super care about this but it was definitely the moment where i was so checked out and like emotionally uninvested in their friendship and it's when hermione (laughs) gets a, a fucking acid in her mail that burns her hands and ron says i warned you yeah oh my god it's like okay it's time to go make some new friends all three of you (laughs) oh jesus yeah like like hermione hermione could like get swatted and ron would just be like i told you to put your stream on a delay like like (laughs) come on it's pretty 
horrific what happens to her. And, yeah. and, he, and he does. He says, like, I, I warned you not to mess with that Skeeter woman or whatever. And, and, and like, what is, and, like, just, Harry says nothing, right? No. Like, Harry is just, like, observing. He's, like, having, you know, oh, I know what it is. Harry is glad that the, uh, the, the breakfast is still good after they pissed off the house elves. Oh, that's yeah, I forgot about, about that. I'm that's, just thinking, what, I'm thinking about, um, to last week and how, how much I am scraping the bottom of the barrel. I think it was last <laughs> week that I was like, I'm so glad Harry knocked over his ink bottle to overhear a conversation. Is that really where I'm at with this? <laughs> that's yeah. That's the that's the level we're at of of like, please, we are starving. Have the character do something of his own volition. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Hermione literally gets acid attacked. And they're just like, whatever, like, like, this was your fault. You asked for this. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, they really don't seem all that perturbed at all. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, they're, like, they, they're, I guess, under the pretense of, like, not letting Pansy Parkinson know that it's getting to Hermione. They're just, like, never talking about, (laughs) about, like her my like their best friend supposedly uh i i guess in in according to the text is like getting actual violent threats and 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 attacks and there's like just keep a lid on it like whatever i'm doing some important research Ooh. oh i guess not i was curious if um if this lined up with the um the anthrax attacks uh but this book would have come out before that oh yeah this would have come out the year before yeah it's just it's just a weird one <laughs> the yeah. the uh the poison in the mail uh plot also point. ron's mom is, oh i is, fucking forgot about that ron's mom is in on this and 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 ron's <laughs> reaction to it is just like fucking i don't know like yeah i guess she gets that magazine yeah like, they what what is it like she sends them easter gifts which yeah i do people send easter i, that's I don't know thing. Oh okay, yeah, that's, okay. that's in I, England. Yep, that's oh, a thing for that's, sure. That's new to me. Um, so they get like magical eggs for Easter that are filled with candy, um, and it's so it's so weird to me because it is a. It's not that Molly doesn't send Hermione one. It's that Ron and her, Harry get like big eggs, and she gets like one that's smaller than a chicken egg. Like it is a deliberately like fuck you Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, and and. <laughs> I'm just like like if I was Hermione in that situation, I would like pull Ron aside and be like, "Hey, did you not give your mom a fucking heads up that this was going on with me, your best friend?" Like, what also, the hell? Also, like, hey, hey, she's a grown woman. I'm a fourteen year. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Yeah. yeah, that's that's bonkers. I, I'm very. I'm. I'm really excited in a way to find out how this resolves this particular conflict because molly is a character who like shows up a lot and like is this just gonna never come up again or is there gonna be a scene where hermione's like hey fucker like (laughs) thanks thanks for sending me thanks for sending me a hate egg while i was getting acid attacks like (laughs) what an absolutely insane throwaway plot point i like i don't think it's ever gonna come up again i could be (laughs) wrong like what what even what like 
Okay, so what does that conversation look like? Like, hey, my friend's mom, uh, I wasn't actually two-timing Harry, who's not even your son. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought I thought you were, so I sent you a fuck you egg for Easter. But I won't. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Oh my god! It's not even like I like. There's 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 a version of this even where I can imagine it being like a comedy of errors thing where it's like. Oh, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't get that magazine. I just sent you a small one because I know your parents are dentists or something. Like, like <sighs> that would be very Like, funny. I didn't want to make your parents mad. The, the characterization of Molly Weasley is very interesting in this book. Um, And, and I honestly, like, I don't mind it so much. I, I'm actually going to walk this one back a little bit because I, I think that I am inserting both the fandom perception of Molly Weasley as the, the perfect, uh, like, maternal figure who can do no wrong uh she she like, gets a, here's, in here's addition to the cut. yeah i was gonna here's here's a deep cut for that i think will probably resonate with our audience uh molly weasley gets the same treatment in the fandom that toriel in the undertale fandom gets <laughs> where everyone ignores all of the like actually interesting things about the characters like actions and motivations and just like ah uh, that's the mom the mom that's the beautiful perfect the perfect mom my my perfect goat mom um and and, but like when i actually look back at what is happening with molly weasley in this book like so far we have her give it like reading gossip magazines and sending a 14 year old a fuck you easter present and the other little like flavor thing we get is that ron has heard her talk about scarlet women so much that he he calls i forgot about that he says something about that so i think that there is like a characterization happening here that is at odds with with maybe uh the common perception and one that i like honestly this 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 i'm glad we, we 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 kind of circled around this because this brings me to the the thing about this chapter that i i like and that the the thing that is kind of crystallizing for me about like what I think this book was trying to be about, even though it's kind of flopping, right? Sure. Um, I really like how uh, adulthood is portrayed in this book. Um, specifically in that we are, are, and this is a thing that we've talked about you know, before, especially with like the moody, uh, the fake moody stuff, um, is that adults are no longer people to be trusted uh-huh. Uh, on principle in this book yeah um uh and our characters that have flaws that harry is recognizing um you know uh we get uh dumbledore kind of being clipped and terse with people in this chapter we get uh uh crouch out uh, out of his mind we get more bagman being suspicious we get uh karkarov being very petty we get hagrid like attacking someone mm-hmm. uh and being a little racist and and being angry and like uh and and petty and vindictive about madame maxine um we get molly weasley like buying into tabloid gossip and sending a child a fuck you present um <laughs> uh there is so much cool stuff here uh about like passing through into adulthood and realizing that the world is not as simple as it might seem as a child where like 
you know, the trustworthy people are trustworthy and the, the, the bad guys are the bad guys. Um, and the image that this chapter uses and like has been used throughout the book to sort of like symbolize that is, is the, the forest, right? The woods navigating the woods. Um, you know, the, the, the woods existing is like a barrier between two worlds, but is also kind of like, like a world unto itself. And that like, when they go to the world cup, they pass through the woods to go from like the muggle house to the wizard, like, party field right Mm -hmm. um then when the world cup attack happens uh they are stuck in the woods and they see like i we were talking about i we talked about it's like oh it's like like a cd stations of the cross right they see all these weird scenes of like people gambling people drinking people like flirting with the villa and stuff yeah like like all these very seedy adult things uh kind of operating in like this 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 uh transitional space um like the the person they're chasing and they can't see and like like hiding in the woods uh you know they shoot into the woods and can't uh you know can't can't find their target um and now here we have the characters being introduced to a literal maze that they're gonna have to navigate right um yeah and then crouch who this whole time has been like presented as like the most you know upstanding rigid uh uh like an unbending character comes out of the woods and has completely lost his mind and like i really like this imagery right of like like harry is growing up and noticing the world is a lot more murky than he thought it was as a child or whatever and like there's an image there that is so strong to me and i also don't know if it's intentional or not and 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 it being intentional or unintentional doesn't necessarily give or detract value to or from it, but I am fascinated to know whether that is just a coincidence or whether that was on purpose on JK's part. Yeah, it's very interesting and I and I really like um that it appears I like that it is a development of this story and exists within this this portal story of a of a magical world and and feels like um such a satisfying uh culmination of of like harry leaving like in the in the first few books like leaving the dursleys to go into into this magical world um which is like crossing crossing this this barrier um but then we get into the the fourth book when he is 14 and and this idea of growing up uh, as being stepping into the woods right like it is i i like that a lot um yeah i, I like the furthering of that idea in this um in reckoning with with growing up um right like the barrier isn't actually a barrier at all right like 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 because it, it when 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 the woods are first introduced in this book it is very clearly a barrier you walk through the woods and we're going from the muggle world into the wizard party right uh-huh. like the world cup like it is very clearly a barrier and then after that all of a sudden actually no it's not a barrier it is a it is a it is its own space um and that feel that feels so pointed but also mm-hmm. i don't know you know <laughs> like 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 it could just be a coincidence and yeah th- that doesn't that doesn't make it less fascinating if it is a coincidence, but it, but it is, it, I am I, curious in a book that's so messy. That image is so strong. Yeah. And I am interested in seeing how this will develop uh, as we get to the end of the book, which is the most that, that Harry steps into kind of 
uh, like the world being insane with Voldemort resurrecting and mm-hmm. and that kind of that that is the barrier we're kind of passing through at the end of book four. And so I'm very curious to see, like, obviously I have the image of the graveyard in my head, um, like leaving the the forest maze, the hedge maze to get into there. I'm curious to see what that imagery is going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. And whether like this continues to kind of like build on itself or whether this is just like uh, serendipitous that we've had so much stuff around, you know, the forest as a as an image um, well and we're also going to get a dream sequence next chapter so we I, are I feel like we do I, also, right that's <laughs> yes uh-huh. I, I feel like if there is ever going to be like like you said it doesn't super matter whether something is intentional or not necessarily in this reading but i think one of the best ways to tell if something is intentional is whether it shows up in a dream sequence so uh <laughs> so we'll so we'll see we'll see what we have in store that's uh, that's that. gonna be so funny if like the dream sequence offers up an image that we're supposed to take away as like ah this is the key image to this story and this the the forest stuff ends up being a lot more evocative and also unintentional you know like yeah like that is that is really interesting. So so yeah, I'm uh just like a forest, uh this this chapter is a is a land of contrasts, you know? And I uh I I I I like so much stuff that's in here, but it is so bafflingly structured. Yeah, um, I think that I think that that's going to be kind of my common refrain that always comes back is that uh the the way some of this stuff is mishandled is a bummer when there is some just genuinely really good interesting stuff in here if you i'm now if you know sorry, where to I'm, look. I'm, I'm falling down a fucking rabbit hole here um we have a chapter with very strong evocative uh symbols that we you know we, we've been talking about in like the the presentation of like adulthood and the forest right yeah but also in this chapter they are introduced to a literal hedge maze that serves like the same purpose almost and not only that but like we have this chapter and then the next chapter is a dream sequence so we have just come through the woods ourselves <laughs> to meet jk rowling's hedge maze of the dream sequence god this damn is it. too much this is too fucking much we're in too deep it's all recursive we're in too deep it's all connected. All right, we should we should take a break before we before we truly pass into into another realm here. Okay, let's do it. Welcome back. I am browsing a, a hot new website that uh, you might have heard of. Oh, Pottermore? Oh, well, I do also have Pottermore open in another tab. That's just kind of a constant thing, really. Um, uh, would you say, would you say, uh, always? Oh, Jesus Sorry, cut Christ. that out. Cut that, cut ah, that out. Nope, nope, nope. I'm leaving <laughs> that in. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> um... No, I am browsing the the hot new service uh, Cameo. Hmm. Uh, I am sure 
everyone listening has encountered Cameo in some form or another, but if you are uninitiated, Cameo is a uh, a app where actors, YouTubers, basically anyone, I think we could probably set up a Cameo account if if people wanted us to yell stuff for them that uh basically you you can pay a price that the that the person sets uh to have them say a message for you and like text it to you email it to you uh email it to someone else uh it is it is bizarre do you do you have to tell them what to say or can you be like i'm buying a birthday message for my friend like yeah, just say I, I, something nice I, I think, yeah, I think it varies. I think you can either say like, hey, I want you to say exactly this um, and they'll you know read it with presumably within, you know, they, they have the right to refuse. Uh, uh, yeah, I should <laughs> hope so. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think you can also just put like a vague like, hey, my my friend Jimmy is graduating. Can you can you send them a, a message congratulating them? And they'll just kind of come up with whatever. Um it is weird. Uh, a lot of weird videos have like sprung up from it. I am constantly tempted to use it myself because uh, there are some good voices on here that are not that expensive. Um, but this is the street cast. We have to keep this academic. This is research based. This is Harry Potter based. Uh, there are several Harry Potter related folks on here. That's great. Um, it's just great and 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 um it's really exciting now uh if you were to receive a, a birthday message from like any celebrity or something uh who 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 would you pick who would you go for who would you love to see a, a nice message from I can't, I can't believe you would ask me this in the year of 2019, uh, when, of course, my choice has unfortunately uh, passed away, Mr. Alan Rickman. <laughs> oh, if Alan Rickman had a cameo, that would be so fucking good. Uh, that, honestly, that probably would have killed him uh, on its own, really. <laughs> Everyone just t- telling him to say always over and over again. That would be awful. No, um, they would have him say the, the, the turn to page 394 or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, congratulations on graduating. Turn to three hundred and pa- page three hundred ninety four. Yeah, that just sounds depressing please. to me. Um, so I guess I have to change my answer. Um, <laughs> I would pick, I would pick Rupert Grint because he seems like a a He's, yeah a level a lovely fellow. Yeah, he seems like he seems like a great a great guy. Um, and I liked Ron for book one. You know, <laughs> you say, hey, Ron was my favorite character and just hope that he doesn't pick up on the was. Uh, in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so so Cameo is a weird service, but but I guess unfortunately right now, uh, Rupert Grint is not one of your options. Your options for Harry Potter are let me pull it up so I make sure that I. Uh, I am looking at the right ones. We have uh, Sean Biggerstaff who is Oliver Wood. Oliver, Oliver Wood. Um, uh, no jokes, please. No jokes about I didn't Oliver have, Wood. I don't know what joke that would be. Uh, I <laughs> didn't even laugh. <laughs> uh, uh, there is Chris Rankin, who is uh, Percy. Um, James Payton, who I think... Oh, uh, Neville's dad, who appears in like one scene, I think. Is he uh, from in the hospital? 
uh well the the frame that he has as his profile picture uh is him as hitler from captain america that's uh, that's another role uh, he played oh. next to him as like a photo in a frame in harry potter as frank longbottom so uh, they could bring him back to play hitler in um the fantastic beasts movies oh fuck you're right damn that would be some good crossover appeal <laughs> um there's josh herdman who played goyle in all of the movies great uh, there's tolga safir safir uh who looks like they just played like a background character in goblet of fire um there's uh jim tavare who played the uh who played tom the innkeeper actually that would be a great one he he, he was great in prisoner of azkaban uh and and then we have t- we have a few more here, and I think these are the these are the 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 cream of the crop here. <laughs> uh, John Campling, actor, Final Fantasy, known for iconic scene as the Death Eater stopping the Hogwarts in Deathly Hallows One. What's stopping? I mean, I haven't seen Deathly Hallows One in a long time since I saw it in the theater, but I don't remember the Death Eater stopping the Hogwarts. Yeah, uh, I, well, it's an iconic scene, so maybe when we finally get there, we'll be like, "Oh, That's there's the John Death Eater stopping the Hogwarts." He's stopping the Hogwarts. Uh, we have Stan, uh, and I'm, I'm very sorry for butchering this. I'm terrible with european name sometimes stan yanevsky yanevsky uh uh, stan who played victor crumb and is now a youtuber uh we will get to that in a moment but yeah he is he is a youtuber uh but the number one here i guess like your if you are going purely on like star power uh tom felton is the top of the pile here oh yeah that's the good stuff uh the the tags for Tom Felton here are actors, Harry Potter, featured, <laughs> and legends. Does he oh, set his own tag? <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I feel 100% like he, believe he does. I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like he does set his own tags purely because I know that on Cameo you also set your own price. Uh, and I guess, like, I don't know how. I, I, let, let me back up here and, 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 and ask about some of the other ones. Well, how much do you think it costs to get Sean Biggerstaff to, to say something? I have honestly no clue, so I'm just gonna guess. Like, how long are they? They're like, they're like a minute long, right? Yeah, they're, like, a, but yeah, they're not, like a thirty seconds to a minute, just like a video message, like, like, hey, like shot on your like iPhone or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, I a uh, hundred bucks. Yeah, uh, you could get a couple of them then, because Sean is only charging fifty. Oh, um, how much do you think uh, Percy is charging for his? Chris Rankin. I I know that Percy goes to a lot of conventions and stuff. Like he's very, uh, he's active. He's with, active. Uh, he's like at LeakyCon and is kind of like around. Yeah. I don't know why in my head that drives his price down. Uh, so based on the other one, I'm gonna say like forty bucks. Ah, uh, that's a solid thirty. You're saving ten on on that one if you're budgeting for 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 Percy Weasley. What a bargain. Um, uh, now, you know, how about Goyle, who appeared in like all of the movies? He's in all of them. What do you what do you think he he costs? 70 bucks. 45. Oh. Kinda, I'm, I'm really these. adding some value. I need to have a talk yeah. with these uh, these stars and tell yeah, them they're not prices. charging enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, now I know you know this, but for the sake of the episode, what do you think? 
Tom Felton is charging for I, a, a how I, I'm just playing along, so I'm gonna say a cool hundred bucks. <laughs> how about uh four hundred and forty-four dollars? Why is it four hundred and forty-four? Why is it not four fifty, four twenty-five? <laughs> Like what is that number? It's four 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 significant to to Tom Felton to Draco or something. I, I I'm not really. I guess we should be on the lookout for that, but I, not that I know of. Also, I don't think that Tom Felton has read Harry Potter. <laughs> well, so here's the thing: for for four hundred and forty four dollars, I feel like. You know, I know that a lot of that is probably like star appeal, right? Like, like I, you know, I'd say that Tom Felton's, a, you know, Draco Malfoy. That's a pretty iconic character and actor. Um, okay, but you'd think that you would put a little effort into these, right? If you're charging four hundred and forty-four dollars for I a mean, video I mean, I saw message. his documentary. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <So>, uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, these are some of the funniest cameo videos I've ever seen. They are all actually no, okay. They're not all. They 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 take place in one of two settings. Uh, one of them is like blinding daylight outside in his car, or like walking <laughs> around, just like 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 super overexposed, right? Yeah, completely blown out. Uh, uh, super overexposed and 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 difficult to see. Or they look like like a video like that a hostage uh, uh, would send the police begging begging to be found. Or like like he is in a dark room uh, and it's like invisible. Basically, there are so many here where he's like close to the camera. There's no light on, and he's just like mumbling to the camera about whatever it is that the people asked him for it is it is really funny uh there's that one creepy looking one where he's like waving in like pitch black <laughs> lighting like what is going on tom they look like corrupted video logs yes yeah they, yeah like like you pick them up in a game and it's like you see the the progression of of some character you know their their descent into madness was their stuff yeah on their spaceship. descent into chernobyl like why why do they look so bad <laughs> uh he his reviews do not seem great honestly like you can you can you know comment after you get your video uh i really appreciated the effort but he told her happy birthday on january 14th her 14th birthday is in january it's quite quite upsetting yeah for 444 dollars <gasps> fuck me yeah, that is so expensive for him to mess it up. <laughs> there's one here where there's just a full ass garbage can in 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 like plain view behind him <laughs> in a park, like like just no no consideration for like backdrop here. Just like hey, here's here's Draco Malfoy wearing wearing surfer gear uh, with a huge stinky garbage can behind him, telling wishing you a happy birthday. I, I feel like I need I need to ask this as delicately as possible, and it's is Tom Felton okay? Like, he just doesn't look so good. He look like, and I think it's the videos, right? Like, I don't I, like a, they they are very like low quality and bad lighting. But you're right, he does look like he's being held hostage. So I hope he's okay. Yeah, I yeah, it's 
it, it, yeah, it, it really is just like, I, I feel like, A, if you are Tom Felton, movie star, and B, you are charging $400 uh, to, to say a normal, like, message to someone, um, uh, you get, does he just not, like, have a good phone? Like, like, I feel like he would have a nice phone with a nice camera on it. Does he least. have an Android? Is he an Android guy? Is, he, is that what this is? <laughs> <laughs> tom tom get yourself the expensive iphone with the crazy camera in it or i don't know the expensive i know there's i know there's expensive non-apple phones that have crazy cameras in them but just get on you know get something get something get something yourself a little nice you deserve it you're draco malfoy you're it's charging so, they're so low effort and it's four hundred dollars that's, that's so the expensive. thing with cameo the the entire point of cameo i i i, I would imagine is that it is making connections with these celebrities affordable right like like 50 bucks to get like i don't know your favorite actor to say hi for 15 seconds like i mean it's a, it's silly but like i get it right like that sure. seems like a like a business model that makes sense whereas 444 i feel like at that point you're like halfway to a convention appearance right like what like just yeah it's a weird one. It's definitely also just an appeal that I don't get. Um, I would, I mean, if I if I could get a birthday message from Alan Rickman from while Beyond he the was Grave, alive, yeah, or from uh, Beyond the Grave, although that's definitely worth four hundred dollars. Um, that's that how I, you know he you know, cares. You know, like, like <laughs> hey, you know, I'm busy being dead, but I I heard it was your birthday, and I just could not stay beyond the veil. I had to I had yeah. to pass back into the realm of the living to wish you a happy birthday. That yeah, that's that seems like it would be worth it, you know? I'd I'd applaud that. Yeah, this is just a this is just a weird one. Um how much does uh uh Stan charge? Did you tell did you tell me that? So Stan, my man Stan, uh he charges twenty dollars. We what? could we could easily get I might do this right now. I might ask him to record us like a podcast bumper like hey this that, is well stan. that makes that that makes me feel bad since i'm about to do a, a stan call out <laughs> we don't have to tell him uh, uh it's, but, a, uh, it's with it's with love it's not yeah. it's not a well, bad I, call out no it's a call out to his very sweet and weird youtube channel so 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 as well as being on cameo stan uh i guess he's kind of doing the same thing like percy does where he's he's really on like the convention circuit it seems like right like yeah he like, also does like instagram stuff he's he's like a fitness guy on instagram yeah. which is a realm that is so outside of my my realm that i like i didn't even i didn't look at his instagram right i went right to youtube because that's mm -hmm. who i am oh yeah uh, uh, so yeah he is on he's on the convention circuit and he has a video and it's really long and it's like his story from leaky con the big harry potter convention that keeps mm -hmm. forgetting our invitation uh, yeah. in the mail uh, for our panel but eventually um and i'm i'm trying i the the video is kind of in two parts and the first part he tells a story of a fan interaction and in the second part he answers fan questions and i'm gonna try to remember what the story is because it's like He's at the convention and a girl comes up to him really nervous and has maybe made a bet with a friend that they would trade socks. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Something so like she that. Gi- so she gives him one of her socks and it's a, it's like a Slytherin sock. And he gives her in his words, his stinky sock. <laughs> and on, and on the kit on, uh, in this video, he, he like, he's sitting in, in like, presumably in front of like a computer uh, with his microphone or whatever. And he pulls his foot up to show it to the camera. And he's wearing the Slytherin sock. And it's, uh, it's we very. We need to back up, by the way, we, we need to back up and talk about this video. Like, like generally here like sure. like the scene because you you've left out a very important detail here and do you do you remember what that detail is and could you describe it to me i don't know which i think there are two maybe uh one is that he i think like he's at a desk right and in the windowsill there's a minion there we what, go thank you that's is that the what one you that, want me to say there's a uh, He's sitting there, and and the the room is like not. It's not not decorated. It's a hotel room. Not... I think he's. I think he's at the hotel oh. for LeakyCon, and he is like oh. strategically placed a Wait, minion. Wait, he brought a minion. To, he brought to the his minion. Hotel? Yeah, I assume it looks like a hotel room. That looks like a hotel bed behind him, uh, and and that that oh. that that minion must be his own. And that he is like strategically placed there to provide a little bit of flavor for the video. That's great. Um, I don't know what that communicates. Minions are so they're like communication neutral to me. <laughs> you know, like like they add they add something. Like I, I definitely am pointing out that there was a minion. But I don't know what that means. It's like the, there's just like white noise in my in my brain where, where <laughs> the meaning of a minion is. What is the what is the cultural significance of a minion? Much to think about. Yeah, seriously. Um, but <laughs> um, but you said there were two. So is there another? Is there another detail that that you that you notice that you you feel needs bringing up here? Isn't he wearing like a funny muscle shirt? He's wearing, like, oh. he's wearing like like a really like very slim fit t-shirt and it just says big on it, yes! which yeah, just kind of makes me laugh. Yes, the t-shirt. And he's a very you're right. buff guy. Yeah, the shirt just says big. I I I I forgot about that, but that is fantastic. Very handsome guy. I'm I'm also trying to butter him up here for when he does our cameo, and if he listens to this and is like, oh, they're making fun of me, I'm not. He's very no. handsome. Very um, handsome, very talented guy. Uh but I do have to tell my favorite story from this video but i would like to start with a question for you yeah uh and it might seem a little out of left field Uh if you could bring any harry potter spell into the real world what would you choose (laughs) oh my god um you know i'm always i'm a bit clumsy i'm always dropping stuff Reparo seems pretty good right yeah to like fix anything and then in the new fantastic beasts movie they like fix whole buildings and stuff yeah like that's great that's like that seems very useful yeah definitely yeah i think i think i would choose something utilitarian like that it's just like you know what fixing stuff can be a pain uh if i just didn't have to worry about that that would be great there's also like that um that thing Dumbledore does where he like waves his hand and like cleans a room, you know, like really quickly. And like, that seems good if I don't. Have oh, yeah, to... that's pretty cool. Yeah. Marie Kondo, um, eat feel... your heart out. I'll I can just wave my hand. Yeah. Look, it's tidy. 
I feel like a real sucker because what I want to say is um, the Patronus, but I just kind of want to make an animal come out of my wand, you know? Yeah, that, that seems that, like, cool. Oh, this animal represents me. I think that's yeah, really nice. That's Unless cute. it's something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you had a cool one, I thought. Yeah, I have a I'm, shark. <laughs> yeah, yours is a shark. Mine's it's like, like a, a mouse. It, It's like a great white shark. Yeah, uh, that's badass. Which, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well... Uh, this is one of the fan questions that that Stan uh, answered, but he went a little bit of a different direction with it. I'm trying. I'm going to try not to laugh because he starts out, and and of course I'm thinking to myself, okay, like one, I don't know why he's acting like he's at the Miss Universe pageant because he answers the question with the World Peace spell, which is not a spell in Harry Potter. I would like to, I would like to start with saying, uh, and, but it was like, it's such like a, it's such a pageant answer. Right. So I was like willing mm-hmm. to let it slide. I'm like, I don't know how much of a actual fan of Harry Potter this guy is, you know, like, right. I, 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 I mean, just because he starred in a couple of the movies doesn't necessarily mean that he can just come up with the answer to this question. Mm-hmm. I, I have no clue. Um, but he keeps talking and he legitimately says i am not joking uh and i am i am like shortening it a little bit because he does a little bit of like youtube style rambling but i swear to god he says because we are all one race the human race um he basically answered this with the spell from harry potter i would bring to life is the end racism spell (laughs) Which it's so good. You're also you're you. We we need. I'll I'll like clip it and put it in here because he also not only does he does he want to end racism, which you know noble goal. Don't think that's a spell though. Not only that, he also starts going off on like the speech from Independence Day. If tomorrow another planet, another alien planet with an alien species decided to go to war with us and try and take our planet over make us instinct extinct what would happen guys we would unite we human beings would unite as one and fight those aliens off and try and preserve our planet and our our space where we live right so peace, I don't see a reason why there should, should be separations, why there should be racism, why there should be wars and negativism and all this stuff that's been going on. That is where it really took the turn because the, like, <laughs> and, and, like to start, I'm like, okay, you didn't really listen to the prompt. That's okay. You're just giving like a generic uh, world peace slash end racism answer, which I guess I can respect. But then he's like, why would I end racism? Well, because if aliens attacked, we are all one people that have to defend the Earth. It is truly baffling. It is like half the video, too. Like this one question. <laughs> like, like I'm going to tell the story about my stinky sock. Uh, I'm going to uh, to tell everyone that I had a great time at LeakyCon. And then I'm just I'm just going to go buck wild on some on some Independence Day quoting like like that is the <sighs> whole video it is so good and for 20 bucks we can get him to say anything we could do it what would we have him say we'd like, probably just talk about aliens anyway good we i can say <laughs> like hey we have a harry potter podcast will you will you, you like record like a radio bumper for it and he would say like 
like uh you're listening to the shrieking shack and if you're listening to the shrieking shack you should uh you should team up to fight the <laughs> the golgarians or something when they when they come look to the skies raise your wands and keep an eye out for for alien asteroids. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I want I, I I want this though. It's only 20 bucks. Our listeners could do it. you you listeners out there, if you don't, if you are not subscribed to the Patreon and you get <laughs> like Stan or Sean Sean or any of the Harry Potter, the cheap Harry Potter cameo actors, uh, I will give you I will email you the damn bonus episodes if you get us if you get us that <laughs> shit. <laughs> that 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 would that that gets you in that gets you into the patreon content as far as i'm concerned um, oh yeah we need we need we need break bumpers from these actors that would be fucking hilarious but yeah stan i, I, I cannot no. wait to watch the goblet of fire movie with this context for the victor crumb actor <laughs> right oh my god just like i don't even know how much he's really in the movie like i i know that i know that we're getting into the the stage where the movies are just like really really brutally edited down from the books right um yeah so i don't know if he really does anything in the movie besides like go to the yule ball with hermione and like sit in front of a green screen for the quidditch stuff well right? and they and they do that great Durmstrang dance when they arrive oh fuck i forgot it's the it's the goddamn they do like the earthbender dance from from avatar <laughs> yes they I do i forgot about that god so yeah it's I, it, this is a very blessed video you should you should go watch it um i did not know he was a youtuber he he's he's he just seems very sweet and and weird in a in a way that i like in an actor you know yeah yeah i agree <sighs> cameo what a fucking weird what a service huh yeah i don't get it at all <laughs> <laughs> well you know we got anything else on the docket here we got some weird pottermore stuff we got what's what's in the news i'm gonna do the jay leno voice again what's the news oh what's good what's uh what we got on the uh pottermore has an article about uh, uh eight spells to make january better i don't know what that's about well i guess i do what's know what's about, january but... yeah what's wrong <laughs> january's going okay you know it's about as going as well as january's go i would say i guess it's like i guess it's like uh seasonal affective disorder month right it's really yeah. dark yeah so that's like that's December not so me. uh is it light is light the answer because i'm I guess one of them on here is the cheering charm. Yeah. Conf the, the weird part is when it's getting into uh, <laughs> Alohomora, which is like, uh, ever heard We're, of January brain? Actually, are we doing no, crimes? I, are, yeah, that's what that was. My, I was like, hell yeah. Are we, we, we breaking into some, breaking into JK's writing room and taking her typewriter away or like, I'm all for that. But no, this article is quite a stretch. Yeah. This uh, one, wait, wait, hold on. This one is is for Muffliato, which is a Snape invented spell. I would like to point out, mm -hmm. uh, and it just starts. January just feels noisier. It feels like that's the sentence. <laughs> okay, <laughs> January sure. just feels noisier, comma. It feels like that that noisy January that we all hate. Is Pottermore okay? Were th did they like find out that they had a January deadline they didn't know about? <laughs> it's like, is, yo, is that what happened this, here? This is going up today. Like, oh shit. Uh, the, the, and the last one here, this might be the biggest stretch. Not a spell, but a bit of polyjuice potion might be nice. 
commuting in what? January just feels that little bit extra difficult, doesn't it? With the morning air slightly more brisk than usual, it's just that little bit more tempting to stay in bed. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just make a deal with a very, very good friend to take your place with the help of the drop of a polyjuice potion just for a week or so while you enjoy some hot water bottle time? I'm kind no. of worried about Pottermore. Yeah. I mean, okay, if I worked at Pottermore, I guess I would not want to commute in either. Um, I would not, I would not go to work in someone's place pretending to be them nor would i feel compelled to put that ask on anyone else you know i'm That's really just... i'm really starting to worry about this because this is like i i have read a lot of these like buzzfeed style listicle pottermore things but mm -hmm. this one is just the bluebell flame spell it's cold it's gray we need some blue fire in a jar what <laughs> true sure fair enough i guess that would be cool. is this the fall is this the fallout from the poop tweet oh fuck and they're just like yeah fucking whatever you made me you made me tweet that poop thing i don't know here here you fucking go aloha mora i know that spell bitch like <laughs> <laughs> just yeah uh i know aloha mora i know confundus uh i know polyjuice potion fuck you not like, a spell but polyjuice potion why the fuck not <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't blame them i'm sure i have here here's a hypothetical for you do you think pottermore lasts the rest of the year like as a website that's putting out that is a content? very good question um i i want to answer that question uh but did we read I, I i just like i am in shock looking at this it starts with oh january you are so dark and sad and cold i'm very worried <laughs> about this person <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I don't know. Like, like to me, like Pottermore, like we know that a bunch of people got laid off already. Right. Like, yeah. Like they were winding it down. Um, And it really feels like without a new movie to market for the next year, two years. uh, What do they do? I feel if, like they are going to go down. I like I know that they laid off a bunch of people, but I bet they're going to lay off like everybody else except like a skeleton crew to operate their social media and it's and the website is just going to be an archive and a marketing arm. Yeah. I mean it already is it. a marketing arm obviously, but like I think that they're going to cut all of this like like the, the lifestyle article, like, article stuff they're not yeah. gonna be they're not gonna be making new quizzes and they're not gonna be making why seamus finnegan deserves a little more love articles like that stuff is uh -huh. gonna be gone no it's just it's just yeah i think you're right i think it's just gonna be an archive and like when like when the fantastic Be beasts 2 blu-ray comes out there'll probably be a like like check out the the deleted scenes from 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 the shitty movie and like maybe it'll spin back up for the third movie and like the video game and stuff. But like, I just can't see with them laying everyone off and like them removing all the, like, like the critical stuff, like articles and whatnot, like Pottermore can't be, can't, can't have much le time left, which is sad. They should, they should have jobs, I think. But yeah, I just, don't, I just don't know how much more, how, how many more times uh, are we going to have a uh, new Pottermore content to discuss? I think we might be, maybe on the, the tail end of that yeah it sure seems that that way and this uh january or i guess i don't know that this january article is new since none of it's dated so it could be That's from true. january in the past but it feels very dire <laughs> it really does god just like 
January sucks. These spells are garbage. I hate everything. Here's a like, list of fucking spells. <laughs> <laughs> Here are eight spells I know. <laughs> like, yeah, just a little, a little dark, I guess. So, uh, uh, solidarity with the people still, still clocking in at Pottermore. You deserve better, probably. Uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, and except for whoever wrote that house elf article, I did not like that. <laughs> that was J.K. That that you know I'm I'm gonna go on a limb here. I think that was J.K. Rowling uh, pretending to be someone else and and mm. writing an article that makes her look good. Well, January, damn, January is sad, huh? Just sitting it here, is sad. just sitting here thinking about Pottermore disappearing. Now I'm bummed out. So I guess I should probably take it to the close, huh? Yeah, I think so. Our theme song is Hamagonagal by Cheshire Moon. You can check them out on Bandcamp. Huge thanks to them for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find us on Patreon. We have so much good, good uh, bonus content. We have, we've checked out the new CW show, Roswell. We checked out the old UPN show, Roswell. Uh, we talk about um, uh, uh, Harry Styles putting condoms in his pocket. Uh, we've talked about <laughs> uh satan we've talked about uh reddit uh just all these great things that we all love um and you can go and find that on patreon for the low low price of three dollars a month for all that content or you can get us a cameo from uh a harry potter (laughs) actor uh and and i will give you access to that content because that would be fucking hilarious um you know I gotta ask you. I gotta. I gotta put you on the spot here. I know it's January. Uh-oh. I know we're all sad, but we gotta do some work. Uh, what are we reading next week? I think we need to do two, two chapters next week because they are both pretty short. Although this is also kind of a question mark because I don't know what's going to be in them. So I hope hmm. you're in for uh, a little bit of reading next week yeah. because we'll be doing chapter twenty nine, which is called "The Dream," and. Uh, chapter 30 which is called the pensive cool god i forgot again i know you told me this like last week but i forgot that the pensive (laughs) shows up in this book this is what a weird book uh how many more do we have after that do you know like like we gotta be close to the end on this one yeah let me take a look here um after our reading next week we have one two three four five six seven chapters (sighs) wow what a book what a very very long book this is uh i'm excited i'm excited to get to like the home stretch on this one and and see that damn movie and and like figure out what the fuck the next book is going to be like so so much to look forward to here in in depressing january but uh yeah thanks for listening and uh you know you're hearing us bitching about it in real time this book is too long please read another book please read another book Makes ocean rolls seem tame Better know what you're after If you catch a eye Cause this hot mama Is just a cat in disguise